0: Welcome to Crashing Game Night with our E3 week wrap up. My name is Matt Diorio. I have my co-host with me as always, Gerard Brewer. What is up, nerds? As well as our other two team members, Theowolski and Jason Bolidio. What's up, my movie enthusiasts? How's it going? Yeah, how is it, guys? How, we've it's officially our first. E3 as a podcast. Yes. How are we feeling after the week? I feel so accomplished. I feel like we were extremely productive for our first E3. Like I feel like usually any E3 that we go to this is just like... But we're usually... I, our, our, our productiveness is accomplishing seeing what we want to see. But no, we did a hell of a lot more. That's true. We really did do a, a lot, lot more. We yeah. did so much more. Because usually Thursdays we're like... 12 o'clock we're usually like cool we're out yeah. you know 3 yeah. hours 4 hours in cause there's nothing else you guys, And you
1: guys are
2: but I'm, I'm yeah, down no, you're, you're still, you're all all still playing, playing that <laughs> fantasy you're, still your play. Play. you're still getting your t-shirts yeah but we were there until yeah. until the end and then
0: still
2: had some networking uh, possibilities and uh, yeah we did it And
0: yep absolutely God's so done.
1: One thing's
2: for sure, though. My legs are
0: tired. Oh, dude. I got out of the car to go to when we went to dinner, um, and my my legs were just <laughs> stiffer than a board, so <laughs> I mean, I think today we walked uh, about five and a half miles. If that, if, if it was maybe more. Maybe more. Um, I wouldn't know. I didn't have my Apple Watch with me today. Yeah, because somebody wasn't charging. Sorry. <laughs> Probably because I didn't bring my wire, and I depended on... Mr. Jerry,
2: on having something I could use. Sorry, I
0: don't know why that didn't work. I don't know. So, so let's get on into this. So, you know, um, we're going to go off of what the the preview rundown that we did on Thursday of last week, just going over each the the press conferences, kind of what we saw on the floor and whatnot. Um, being that EA Play, all we could go off of was the their actual EA Play conference, which was Star Wars. Jedi Fallen Order, Apex Legends, FIFA, Madden, Sims—really, those were their big five. Yeah, um, I didn't really watch anything after Apex Legends. Um, I didn't Star watch Wars. Anything after Fallen Order. I <laughs> well, I want to see what kind of what they were doing for Apex Legends. They're adding in adding in a new legend. Um, they're going to tweak up some of the the meta for the guns and and yeah. whatnot. So, let's just talk real briefly about. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I I think it's kind of Star
2: Wars Force Unleashed on crack. I think... So. I was just about to say it's uh, a more hyped-up Force Unleashed, mm-hmm. only um, I think it's what we've, what we've wanted, or a better version of the first game, because the first game was great. Yeah, absolutely. The first um, uh, Force Unleashed. But, uh, you know, the power, this game on the power of the... PS4 and Xbox One. Yep. Um, it just looks so polished, and uh, you know the character looks like he's going to be someone that you care about, and along with the story and like where where the story uh, takes place, um, got me really excited. Yeah. Um, especially seeing um,
0: what was it Sal Guerrera.
2: Yeah, Sol Guerrero, who, um, who is played, was played by uh, Forest Whitaker, yep. who you would uh, notice in Rogue One. Yep. he's a much younger version. He's right? a younger version, so yeah. we know it's before Rogue One. So, yeah. Um, outside of that, I'm excited for it. Yeah, you know, technically, it's supposed to, to be based uh, like a, a few years after Three, yep. uh, after uh, uh, yep. uh, Code Sixty Six, or yep, yeah. Order okay, sixty six. Okay. So. Really?
0: Yeah, yeah. After episode. Takes, oh. So, because when I when I saw the trailer, when I saw the model, um, robot, I thought it was more closer in line with Rogue One. So it does. It Cal is one of the last surviving Padawans of the yeah the Order sixty six. So. Oh. And he's trying to rebuild the Jedi Order, but, yeah, the course he's, of the game. but he's considerably older, so it shouldn't be just a few years. It's nearly probably well. That's more why I was it's or more. Year. Yeah, mm-hmm. which but it's, it's a time. time average. Well, we don't know what his true age is. He could be a teenager. Yeah, or he could be in his early twenties. We don't. But
2: know he's that for still sure. kind of go more in it's kind of closer to mm-hmm. Rogue One? I don't want to put him at like six,
0: or seven.
2: You know, but but it's 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 still considerably before Rogue One because Sol Guerrero Yeah. Doesn't yeah. have his hair. You know, right. doesn't look like how he did in Rogue One because yep. he was much older. And yeah. You know. So let's talk about the Microsoft press conference.
0: Um, they had sixty games, fourteen plus. It's like 14, 15 first fifteen first-party studio games. They briefly touched on Project Scarlet, mm-hmm. and they glossed over Project X Cloud. So. For me, you know, we did go over and we checked out the Microsoft Theater, which it's a it's a big space. However, that being said, it was very underwhelming to me.
2: Well, I mean, when you say big space, it is a it's a big theater. It's a theater, and it's yeah. Like I can I can see why it's used for its announcements, yeah. and they utilize the space on the stage. But it's a. You know, it's a stage. It's not huge. So, like, they really crammed a lot of what they could there. But I thought they utilized this. I think so they I utilized know. the space, but well, I still no. agree with Matt that it was still underwhelming. But, even I mean, though there were, but, like, but games... You say
0: under, underwhelming, but, I mean, like, there wasn't really much announced on the presser to, make I guess, think that there was going to be that
2: much on the... That but that's what I mean. Floor. That's why, I, like, I, I mean, it, the whole... As a whole, it was still underwhelming to me.
0: Right. And they kinda took everything and just crammed it in there and they did small stations like what battletoes Battle were what, two?
1: S- two stations. Two stations. Three players each. Yeah. The line queue that they had, maybe you could fit ten people. Maybe. Maybe uh, there, was more, like <laughs> there was more like
0: six. There was <laughs> more of a queue line for Age of Empires two than there was for Battletoads. There you know? was. Uh, uh, um, well, they're set up, not necessarily people waiting in line. Well, no, that. well, no. what I'm saying is in terms of the yeah, actual length of the, the actual, actual center line. But, like, not, um, nobody was waiting in line for HMN You know, um, I do want to, you know, give a shout-out to Coke, though, because we were all standing there in line Tuesday morning, and it was 90 degrees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah that was a long day. It was like a long day. Since bed. 8 a.m., and they didn't open doors until 11, yeah. And uh, so, you know, Microsoft had set up some umbrellas, but here comes Coke with a little wheeling up, you know, a little cooler on ice with drinks, and they're yeah. just handing them out. So Yeah, yeah they're um, very cool. That was very cool of them. Yeah. Um, I, I expected to hear more out of Project X Cloud, especially since the beta is seeding in October for Xbox consoles. Um, they didn't give us much for
2: pricing. They didn't give us much for anything else with it. I... No, I did not expect pricing at all. I, I expected exactly what they what they announced, pretty much. I don't know. They for, just gave us a, ta- a taste. They're they I don't think they're close to being well done, but, but they wanted to give something just to utilize the announce the the. the largeness of what E three is, you know, that's the time to announce something. Well I I think they should have though because
0: Stadia has been super active the last two, three weeks with a lot of their news, which part of it is the fact, you know, that I'm not happy with is that um, they're gonna allow the publishers to do subscription models. So not only are you gonna pay for Stadia individually. They're so. gonna be have, you might have to pay for Ubi or EA or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there's even titles already throwing stages. That exactly. For what yeah. they're releasing. And, and with Project X Cloud at, on the up on the stage in a little booth they actually had Gears of War yep. running mm-hmm. fully up and operational. So yeah. I think they instead of saying, oh yeah, we're going to let it be free for Xbox users and stuff like that in October. So that means they're probably not
2: going to be even having that thing ready to go for holiday
0: With it, they also talked about *Project Scarlet, which I felt that it was pretty much the PS5 specs. Which I mean, it's not like we haven't seen that happen before.
2: Yeah, yeah. but I mean, it's it's last it, it's the last release all over again. They're, they they have to have something because Sony did announce, but all of that can change. All of that can change, like. Between now and... Between now and next year. When they actually reveal. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: yep. Yeah, which I think, honestly, I think we'll either see it as a Microsoft sole thing just for the Xbox, or B, they'll do it at E3 next year.
2: Yeah. Because they've already said it's going to be holiday 2020 when it comes And out. to be perfectly honest, I think, I think the next consoles are going to be so close, neck and neck, power-wise, graphic-wise, uh... It's really just going to come down to preference I think mm-hmm. from yeah. for the next consoles absolutely yep.
0: um, So let's look at Bethesda mm-hmm. um, that was actually the booth wise for Bethesda was actually one of the bigger ones they've done in a while yep. in terms of demos. They had a mm-hmm. lot of different yeah. space out there. And right they were, there. They were yeah, actually
2: they were actually pretty busy. Uh, Wolfenstein and Doom, mm-hmm. Doom uh, were probably the yeah Doom Eternal were were probably uh, were the biggest uh, showcases for Bethesda and. Rightly so, I mean those were the big ones that they announced. Yep, and so. they uh, did announce that Blades is coming to the Switch
0: here shortly. So. That's, that's just another thing of Bethesda having a little bit of a commitment to the Switch you know because mm-hmm. Skyrim's already on it um, they brought out Fallout Shelter whatnot. what uh, overall I, I wasn't impressed with Bethesda's press conference it was pretty much the same song and the dance um, they never really came out and apologized for how bad Fallout 76 was <laughs> they just said Thank you for sticking with us, <laughs> you know. Well, and, well they were, and they, they, uh, were yeah. they were the, appreciated too. They were appreciative of feedback, but at the same time, just, is I mean, do you really want them to
2: admit that I, they screwed up to the world as, as a company? They're not going to do that. No, no, no. you're not going mean, to take blame on, and, on
0: something that people just didn't. But I think the running joke from Bethesda, though, was that at least from the fan side of the perspective, is that oh, they're adding in NPCs. Yeah. yeah. So I haven't played Fallout seventy six. So it makes me wonder: is, has there not really been non playable characters no. in that game all that much? Nope. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about Ubisoft. Um, their press conference didn't show off a ton of new stuff, really, other than uh, Ghost Recon and Watch Dogs. Uh, actually, no, they had the new Rainbow Six, the 3D3, and then that quarantine thing. But yeah. um, we look at what the show floor was for Ubisoft. They had their a uh, layout kind of similar to last year in um, the same footprint space. I think it only
2: lacked one other like video game a, area. It had a whole. So they, like, I feel like they did it better
0: than, especially from two years ago, when they had the circular setup. That had a theater and yeah. in, in, in yeah. four corners, yeah. and then had the center stage in mm-hmm. a full circle like that. That yeah. was pushing the the surface area that it had
2: available. Yeah, it really got it got crowded
1: very yeah. quickly. I think yeah. it was just to promote just dance though. Most of the time, that was a lot of just yeah. dance. Yeah. That was a um, big. Like that, was,
2: they were really heavily
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah, promoting. I mean, that. It makes sense yeah. to have a platform a stage for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but
0: this time around, they had more area more lot to play yeah. with yeah and it just felt overly open this time yeah um but i think it's because ubi's probably just claiming that space and it's like this is ours this is what it's going to be yeah. um their store uh was a little bit bigger than it was last year mm-hmm. um however that being said though i think they probably could have done with what they did last year for how like the clothes they had the bins you just they were just stocks and instead of having everything on hangers but uh so yeah, let's look the individual at individual bags was nice last year yeah it was yeah um so let's look at uh watchdogs legion that was announced um we didn't get a chance to actually go take part in that demo um it's one of the missed however looking at the trailer you can would it taking part in london post Brexit uh which is a Interesting concept to begin with because yeah. we don't know yeah. what that's going to happen, we once have, Brexit does, yeah. but, it's kind of a um, theory like a what if scenario. And so, you can actually take over, you know, or actually have anybody out there be part of your your little army and whatnot. That'd be interesting,
1: um, though, if they do get it right, though. That, that would be, that'd be, that'd be a little yeah, freaky. Yeah. The, that'd be that'd like, be freaky.
0: That would be like the Simpsons calling, you know, that Trump was going to be president, yeah, you know?
1: or Game of Thrones, yeah, or Game of Thrones as
0: well. So, um then there's also the new, uh, Ghost Recon. Breakpoint. Breakpoint. Um, Jerry, what's your opinion on this?
2: Because you are total Ghost Recon. I'm a, I'm a Ghost Recon fan, so I didn't really, um, I really enjoyed the, the story. Um, the gameplay's much like Wildlands, if you've played it. They've added a few new things, um, as like as far as you playing individually or by yourself um, uh, I think it's gonna be very story driven and and if you're a fan I would uh, I would look at it I mean I would definitely uh, check it out was the demo like last year where it's like a mission or yeah it was exactly like last year Uh, it you know it was uh, it was a team of four ran you through a mission um, after that, you exiled out, and that was that was pretty much it. It was kind of it was, it's very much like Wildlands, um, with a little subtle differences, as Theo has mentioned before. I, I definitely have to voice my
0: discouragement and disappointment in Breakpoint, like especially compared to what we demoed with Wildlands. Mm. Like, yeah, we had an expo, but we had a car and bike chase in that mission yeah like there was so much more we covered yeah land wise and everything and like it just the the demo that we played was just so disappointing to me in, in a matter of content as well as anything new introduced for it anything all it was was new characters with nothing necessarily special introduced to us nothing was really revealed and it was just a, a change in the story, like there just really, there, wa- there really wasn't anything no. to really make me excited for it beyond Wildlands. Like I still think Wildlands at this point is better than Breakpoint, but it should be the reverse.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan of Ghost Recon, so I mean I'm gonna get it. Yeah. Just because I enjoy. You are I enjoy. A loyal the, fan. Yeah, I'm a loyal fan. I enjoy the story, and I will uh, definitely play it just to get through the story and, you know, see what the differences are. But I mean, like it, I, like I said before, if you're a fan and if you're a lawyer loyal fan, I would get it and, and play it. Now, the one thing
0: we also were able to do is we were able to meet with the creative director of the division one and two, uh, Julian Garrity. Uh, He's a great guy. Um, oh very very down to earth yep very down to earth um, it was great to talk shop with him about the game and and, and everything so one thing is we are working with uh, Ubisoft Public Relations to so what we can do about getting him on the podcast um, which would be great if he can um, so he, we didn't get to I mean we didn't have a huge huge long meeting or anything with him it was just quick you know five ten minutes just yeah. sit and talk with him for a few um, then he had to take off so I look forward to seeing what we can do there. Um, but overall, I mean, for me, I'll agree a little bit with, with Theo on the fact it wasn't, didn't bring anything new to the table, really. Um, now, that being said, though, I couldn't experience the game demo much like you guys could because I run inverted, as you like to put it. It's like me shooting left-handed in archery. Um, <laughs> but you just
1: like to be a little handicapped. Yeah. It's fine. It's just weird. <laughs> no. Nah. It's not. I mean... Nothing it, There's nothing wrong with it, guys. nothing wrong with it.
0: Nothing wrong with being a lefty at all. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, no, it's... So, it was really hard for me to play because they said, you know, we couldn't switch invert on all that. Um, so, every time I go to try and save something, I'm trying to look up, you know, or to me, I'm trying to look down at them, and I'm mm-hmm. actually looking up the sky. So, I mean... It made being a sniper really hard, too, Um, because, Jerry, you and I play Division all the time, and you and I get in Sniper Wars where, let's see who can do the most damage per shot. Yeah. And with a sniper, I am pretty darn good at range. And with this, I couldn't sight up really anybody because of how, you know— you weren't, yeah, you, you didn't to get to order. use
2: your controls. That yeah. Yeah. wasn't, it
0: wasn't like I was trying to change the buttons. It was just like, they wouldn't let me do up is down and down is up. That was yeah. it. So.
1: Like was it wasn't in the options or they're just. Oh no, well,
0: the options were there and I was messing with it and I was yeah. going in to change it. And it he goes, oh no, 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 you can't do that for the demo. So to me, I think that was, that was a bad thing because wild lens, I was able to do it. Mm-hmm. Division 2 it was encouraged yeah before we even really set up I mean, set out in the mission they said hey if you need to adjust your your sensitivity, sensitivity or anything models, yeah. Yeah, go I remember and do it just being a... in the setup menu like if when we were picking uh, setups like it was already it was like do you want to invert yeah, yeah. But that was the thing though it was it was something that was encouraged yeah not discouraged yeah. so uh, so no we just like to discourage Matt <laughs> Alright, I'll I'll take it. um, So before we move into the other two big press conferences, which that's honestly with Square and Nintendo, that's where most of the the big stuff came out of with E3. Let's talk about Warner Brothers. So they were there on the show floor with Mortal Kombat 11, uh, Mm -hmm. which rightfully so, it just came out, and it is hot right now, so might as well capitalize on it. You had... Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, which we actually did go sit in on a presentation for that.
2: I'm actually kind of um, hyped on that.
0: I'm a little that, hyped on it. Yeah, that, that was actually I am, pretty like, I am actually really hyped on it because... Um, I loved how the scenery was not bricky. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, so think, like, I
2: think that was the, the way to go. Like, they like all the changes that they, I think they needed to make, they made. Yeah. Um, e- even uh, I think one of the best things I think they did was like everything in the game isn't shiny. Like if you're in Tatooine, like you're gonna get dirt on yeah, your pants. Yeah, that was like, That was a great yeah. addition. They showed uh, Luke Skywalker
0: in Jedi garb, right? Yeah, in the black, and all of a sudden it's he's got dirt up his leg just from walking around in the dirt. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I like the fact is they said that they built they're building everything from from Lagos, scratch from the scratch they yeah. redid the game engine all together. Yeah. Um, they're gonna have every planet is gonna be visible that is in uh, all of the all movies. the movies. Yeah, it'll be you know one. It'll actually be one through nine. Yeah, wow. um, Yeah, they joked around. It was like, hey, let's go ahead and jump into. Um, you know the last movie and root it for everybody yeah. and everyone's like yes. <laughs> yes and then they are like we, Do we get to it so they even did the Sarlacc pit monster yes out yes. of Legos this is awesome it was hilarious <laughs> and then he was like "Who?" and then you look down right and there's a little blue uh a little uh, Lego yeah right uh, there on the ledge a leg reward to go get and he's like who put that there and then he commented that um, that's how they are at the The studio developer insiders who put that there they'll just randomly put something somewhere for people to go get so um, that looked really cool but then let's talk about a game that potentially depending on where you sit in the the argument or whatever um, that could be best in show And that's Cyberpunk 2077 by CD Projekt Red. Mm. As long as the building doesn't lose power. Which, that (laughs) was awesome. Um, You know, that that happening yesterday. Um, So, Jerry, I know you've been super, super hyped on this. Um, Yeah. How do you feel about the game after seeing the demo? Keanu Um, Reeves aside.
2: Keanu (laughs) Reeves aside. (laughs) The breathtaking Keanu aside. Um, it was honestly uh, they just showed a little bit more of the gameplay and like what you can do um, I was just as impressed just as impressed with the uh, with the gameplay as I was the, the first gameplay video that they showed um, it just got me even more excited to, uh, to pre-order it and, and to play it I mean it just seems especially the the inventory menu and like the mm-hmm. type of different styles of clothes that you can wear uh, the customization um, it, it really looks like it's going to be an interesting game yeah it felt like Blade Runner
0: crossed a little bit of Fifth Element um, it just it, it looked good um, I hope it plays good and I hope they treat Canada's bike you know well, and the bike <laughs> in you know. its a classic bike. Look at the but look at the you bike, see, but you see the bike for all of two seconds. Yeah, there was, they played, it was actually. made a used, it a, presentation. Bit, used it a decent amount for ours. They huh. they yeah. pull up some place, stop, you know, you ride and look it, around, and know. then ride on it and stuff like that. But it, the design
1: looked a little bit like Canada's bike in Akira. Do you think the person that's playing it did everything that you needed to see? Oh god no. But they no. but it was definitely
0: definitely implied that there is a lot more that you would have a lot more. I would have liked to more. see the the story tree, you know, when you, you get to select the different lines for your character and what they say to the you know to the other characters. It would have right. been nice to have actually seen what happens when you give the wrong
2: answer. Uh, oh yeah, that would have been interesting.
1: Yeah, so you they, know,
2: to see like the different paths of if we gave the right exactly. answer or the yeah. wrong answer. Or so it the guy was just going through like, yeah, yeah these, are, these are the things. Yeah, I think they really just wanted to show the gameplay and show that little glimpse of Keanu and uh, kind of get through. It. But like I said, it's it was still very, uh, it was still a good looking game. It seemed very polished, and it seems like they're going to be on track for their release date. I, I wish that they would have given or given a, a little bit more
0: information about the the traits for the characters. So like the, the with the skill points system that they were using in order to kind of more go yeah. for the playstyle mm-hmm. for the characters, kind of like special in in Fallout and everything yeah. like that. Like the RPG the RPG aspects of the game, I would have
1: liked to see in a little like no. the skill tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how they're reeling really you in, guys. Yeah, like yeah. like the,
0: the net runner had like higher intelligence
1: and things
2: like
0: that. Yeah, where the or can
2: you be a completely neutral? Like, still have a good amount like of a intelligence, and of a well and a well balanced, yeah, you know? character. Like, is it all on you, or is it like a profile where you're purely a hacker or you're purely a tank or right? Like, I yeah, don't it would have been like to nice to know that, but I mean, time will tell. Absolutely. So, let's move on to
0: arguably one of our favorite publishers in the group. Yes, we shall. <laughs> with
1: with
0: with, uh, with uh, some sorries along with it. Yes. So let's talk about Square Enix. So, other than. No Square Enix merchandise shop, which was really weird because they had it last year. And I'm a little disappointed and with with the last of- year. They also had Final Fantasy TCG there too, yeah. so you could actually play the game and whatnot. And that was a little disappointing not to see that this year as well. Because um, this year they they are in the middle of the Crystal Cup season right now, um, which is all the big qualifiers. So everybody that wins at Crystal Cup automatically gets the trips to Worlds which is in California this year. Woohoo! Okay. Um, (laughs) So something you know something along those lines probably would have been a really good idea to help push the game a little bit more because frankly they're still running up against that magic the gathering behemoth that. You can't take it down. You can't but you need at least try and get your name out there that there's an actual card game so um, you had Final Fantasy 14. All day.
1: All day, for two out of three One, days. Wait, no, well, yeah, all day kinda. for two out of three <laughs> days. Uh, yeah, no. Right when I got to E three today, uh, it was just doing loops with uh, Final Fantasy fourteen Shadowbringers. Uh, I was able to try out both classes this time around because, uh, like I said earlier, in the first uh, the first day, the boss fight was challenging. Uh, they did. They did add some more some material to the slots for the equipment. They did add a food buff, which made it a little bit easier for the DPS check, but still, still a challenge. Still a challenge, uh, and what I mean is still a challenge. I was there all day and went three and ten today. Wow! So you had two and ten today. Three, I got three, got three Oh, shirts. two shirts. total? yeah, three shirts total. Mm-hmm. So two and ten today. Why do I know this better than you? Because I just kept going. Yeah. I, stu- I, I tried not to think of that number too much. <laughs> but uh, the Dancer class plays so much fun. It is like, for all you Final Fantasy XIV players out there, it is like having a balance card for yourself and another player for every 60 seconds. And it's pretty much up all the time. Gunbreaker, I, I'm not going to play it. It's not my cup of tea. You know, it does have a lot of, like, nostalgia if you want to start using the the gun, the the gun blade. But it's just not my cup of tea. Well, speaking of gun blades, Final Fantasy VIII
0: Remastered was announced to be coming to PS4, Xbox One, and, and Switch. And just from the trailer, I think they did a really, really good job with it. Mm. Um... That being said, is I would like to know where they were hiding the gold masters at, because the whole reason we haven't had it up until this point is by what they said is because it couldn't be sold anymore. So um,
1: let's let's talk about the big. Well, before we talk about the, the big, and let no. me let yeah. me put in the Dragon Quest in because it's is I feel it's going to be great, you know. It's gonna be. It's. When gonna was,
0: be. Where was where was Dragon? Did they have it there?
1: Uh, yes, uh,
0: it was under this the White Square Enix <laughs> that we filmed today. No, that was the entrance for the media. It was Dragon yeah. Quest Builders. No, Dragon there was Quest literally that, only oh, three stations yeah, for you. That yeah, <laughs> <Avengers laughs> nobody was paying attention <laughs> yeah. to. Apparently,
1: no one. Lots um, of builders. I'm talking about Dragon Quest Eleven. You know, Dragon oh, Quest. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a good one. I look forward to it. I've not been a huge Dragon Quest fan since like the old Super Nintendo, so I missed out on a good chunk of it. But uh, looking at that demo, I might jump back in. I don't know if I'll play the other ones before, but each story is unique to itself.
0: So let's talk about the the big Marvel title, which is where I was going. Um, Avengers. We got to see the extended play demo uh, by the folks at Crystal Dynamics. I, I like it. I, I, I like what they're trying to do with it. I really do. Um, I, I like the idea that they're not going to have loot boxes or anything like that. That no. multiplayer-wise, you are going to basically form your, your team with whatever player or uh, characters are unlocked and available. Where's Hawkeye? <laughs> well, Ant-Man's in, I mean, it's already been advertised, so yeah. I'm assuming... That well, where's Hawkeye?
2: Well... <laughs> Player to be
0: named later, yeah. or he in some named later. or in some alternate timeline, you know, just snap, <laughs> snap, snap into existence, you know, oh, snap or man. out of existence. So, um, I know, Jason, you were over at Final Fantasy XIV while we were doing this. So, yeah. um, Theo, impression? I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I really liked how well and polished transitions were between cutscenes and gameplay especially,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Espe- especially with how frequently it was, uh, I think that was just more for the particular mission which I think was is very early on in the game to set the tone for the story of everything, so it was definitely very bit in pieces for trying to squish into such a small time span for all the Avengers. Um, I didn't quite get a
1: feel that I would understand how the co-op would work
0: in that particular mission Um, but otherwise I was very pleasantly
2: surprised with
1: how everything was going
2: the gameplay, it definitely showed the gameplay in a first in a single player aspect I think but what we saw, I was, I, I agree, I was impressed, and it got me, uh, it got me excited for the game. I, I want to see more. I'm, I'm, put I'm gonna put a pre order on it, uh, just because. And, uh, you know, I'd, I, I can't wait to see more about this game, so because it's definitely piqued my interest.
0: Mm-hmm. And I hope listeners are, uh, have their calculator out and. Realize how much Jerry's wallet is depleting <laughs> as we're yep. going through this. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of wallets screaming in pain because of how much it's going to cost, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Ooh. With collector's edition. Yeah, so it is going to release with a collector's edition of $330. So, I'm I, certain somebody said something about a collector yep. <laughs> I did. A few episodes ago. I
2: really did.
0: And he said we weren't going to get a demo on the floor, nor would we get a release date. And
2: what happened? We got both. Actually, we got all three. I even said no new gameplay, and they, they showed new gameplay.
0: I feel I feel like we need Jerry to start saying things aren't going to happen at E3 more often so they happen <laughs> so they right happen. at E3. All right. <laughs> the so, reverse Nostradamus. Yeah. So next year just say Keanu Reeves shows on the floor. Or <laughs> oh or yeah. Won't show up on the floor oh, at all. Oh man. That'd be crazy. So, Jason, what was your
1: impressions of Final Fantasy 7? Final Fantasy 7 again going over it. I will, I'll pick it up, obviously. Um, I'm, I'm curious, because just having the two player, uh, Cloud and Barrett, okay, cool, but once they go to, if they, if they once they go to like the three man team, like classic, I wonder how much I'm gonna just start twitching between the tactics menu. Uh-huh. You know, like mm-hmm. how, how how much I'm going to use that shortcuts menu. I you know what in my demo I didn't use shortcuts a single
2: time. I didn't yeah,
1: I use tactical mode just so I could actually plan out, and I think that
2: part
0: so of it
1: with Yeah, but but the shortcuts menu after you do use it, it
2: will definitely make things a lot like seamlessly smoother. I think yeah. just because it was the demo, we really didn't have. I didn't. I didn't feel like I had time to to. Placed my shortcuts. So I just went and played. Yeah, yeah. And just tried out the uh, yeah the tactics menu, yeah. which I, I was really just got a hang of. It was it was easy to get a hang of the controls oh, yeah. and the and the tactic menu, um, as soon as I played. But uh, I think it might be a much better experience once you have the third player. Have have the third player, but also. Uh, construct your shortcuts the way you want them I think it might be a little easier for you yeah. as well but but once again that's once you have the game yeah
1: once we get the game
2: overall I thought it was fantastic oh yeah it was beautiful uh, it was well polished it was a great
1: demo one of the other things that kind of gripe well not gripe it's not really a gripe or it's just something I'm curious about is or uh, yeah <laughs> I have no idea what the hell you're saying right now. <laughs> it's, it's been a long day. Yeah. it's been a long day in the final fantasy.
0: This is what happens when he has uh. a healer barking orders at him. Oh
1: my gosh. Um. Anyways, uh, going back to it, the AI is the one that I'm curious about. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you play the, your character, the ATB bar does fill up a lot faster than the AI. You know. Oh, so, okay. So that AI aspect. Okay. Yeah, I think you meant the enemy AI. No, uh, it's just like because when I was just slashing away with cloud, my HP yeah. bar was literally just full, like instantly. Yeah. Or if you were shooting with Barrett, it was it's like, full instantly. Yeah. But then when you see your AI, your character going off, and you switch, to it's them. it's like. No, well, it's like by the time I get two ATV bars, he's barely getting the first one. But
0: I, I, um, I, would see that being a way to to promote you to switch your character, rather than oh, I'm just gonna play Cloud the whole time and I'm gonna send commands to Barrett, so I don't even need to play him at all unless it's out of preference. It, I would see that being more of a push on the player to oh. I'm now going to need to do long range. I better switch over to Barrett to make sure that I'm getting the best attack strategy I possibly can for my playthrough. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I felt I, from a playstyle perspective, I felt that it, it was more like FF13. See, I I didn't yeah. play I didn't play FF13. I didn't play. I will admit that I didn't play FF7. Uh, I'll admit the only FF I've played is 10. And tactics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow.
0: So, but either way, I felt that the the uh, combat mechanics was extremely creative, extremely well paced. It, it was. It felt like an extremely fast, um, a fast uh, turn based. Like it. It just felt mm. you were getting adrenaline during your combat which was amazing so jerry you and i both went through the demo same time side mm-hmm. by side um how did you really i mean how are you feeling about the battle system because i knew like for me second i saw atv those nice shiny three letters mm-hmm. i mean i immediately thought 13 and yeah
2: as, my as said, and my fingers yeah.
0: started twitching yeah. because I was said, able to the, start stacking
2: in the in the fighting was kind of like 13. Um, I was I was completely fine with it. The other thing was you say Final Fantasy 13, but kind of the selection menu system to get abilities, items and and spells, I kind of already had the feel for it cuz it, it was almost like Kingdom Hearts. So like I I mean it, it's not to mm-hmm. that aspect, but it's very similar. So I had yeah. like an idea. Same with the shortcuts. Yeah, with the shortcuts. So I mean, I was already kind of used to it, which I liked. I but mean, I thought
0: I thought they kind of executed it a little bit better. At least from it's, it's at least from on, a button
2: layout. It's perspective. better on Final Fantasy VII. I will. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And I I just think everything on that game was like tighter and polished. Mm-hmm. It's that's why I feel like it's going to be. Oh, yeah, cause I think it was
0: the main thing that helped with that was the slowing of the time with tactical mode. Yeah. 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 Because like with like Kingdom Hearts with like you still have the chaos going on while you're trying to figure out where you're at with that. Yeah. Game. That's why the That's shortcuts were such key,
1: key yeah. for everything. And I feel too because it's just the demo. So like we only had three spells only had three uh, abilities and, and, I, I, buttons, and like yeah, four two, items Yeah. I mean once we start going through the whole story, the whole game you know with all the material with all the items obviously abilities when they level up those are going to get much longer and longer and I feel that's like in the long run that's why they had to make it like slow down time because if you're going through the item list and you're looking for like a mega elixir you know, you're going down maybe like five, ten before you see it. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, instead of it just being like, oh, oh, shoot, I have to like just blitz through it. I wouldn't really foresee them having it to where that you have like your entire inventory in
0: that list. Just like with Kingdom Hearts, it's like you have a certain type of um, item per character and the quantity per character or depending but, on
2: like what you put in that list mm-hmm. or yeah
0: exactly so it's like I wouldn't think that they would want you to have a list of up
1: to 20 items to scroll through every freaking ATV that you want to do use an item for mm-hmm. but I mean it's but just adding the material though you know like of course I thought that was s- a, you know with added material I thought that was a good touch
0: you actually get to see the material sitting oh, yeah. in the Buster store oh, yeah. Yeah, where it should be
1: yeah, so but, but yeah, it's just adding material because like I mean, you're gonna want to cure on one person only, or you're gonna like try to like spread it out evenly, right? And use the ATP bars that way. Mm-hmm. But then you're also like I mean, Barrett only had that thund- had thunder, which I'm, helped out with the, with the I, scorpion boss. But either way, I would definitely say that this
0: game would be recommended, not only for Final Fantasy fans, uh-huh. but. Action RPG fans. Yeah, yeah. it was just a Mm -hmm. great combat system, a great story. Like you don't need to be having this background of Cloud and his friends or anything. You can be Mm -hmm. newly introduced to it and everything. Yep. And it was just, oh, it was just so Mm -hmm. gorgeous.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, let's let's talk about a publisher, console maker that for quite a few big, heavy-duty publications out there think that Nintendo won E3 with everything it has. So, the Direct we watched while we were in line for Microsoft. Um, We saw some, you know, games, kinda, if you want to call that, where they were talking about, you know, some of these games coming out. Mm. You know? Um, But that being said we got Luigi's Mansion on the floor Pokemon on the floor Link's Awakening was on the floor Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 was on the floor um so how did you Hollow Knight Skull Song Mm -hmm. so how did you guys feel about Nintendo this year uh they were definitely uh the diamonds in my eyes for this show that they executed things very well that not, not only just from a game standpoint, but, but with how they ran their booth at E3 mm-hmm. was just that they have learned over the years and have always improved gamers' experiences at E3 every year.
1: I found that fantastic. One thing I want to add is uh, the War Passes that they were giving out, okay. I loved the way that they utilized it. Uh, you weren't you weren't in their own separate line. You weren't like put straight in the front. You were put a little bit behind, and mm-hmm. yeah, because like they, I would see some of the regular line, or the standby line, or the extensive line, mm-hmm. be added in with the people. Every, yeah.
2: Everything everything felt fair.
1: But also the, also with comparison
0: to the warp pipe, mm-hmm. uh, like compared to the uh, the like the bright s- event s- that we did for Smash Brothers, yeah. um, it, it felt a lot more flexible with yeah. the warp pipe because yeah. it, like you didn't have to be there at the time that you correct yeah, you had were good, doing good, like you had to have you had a good hour, hour I think it was hour, hour to mess with really. yeah. yeah 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 in order to still be able to take the advantage of the warp pipe yeah. rather than being like oh if you Were maybe fifteen minutes late for the bright. You lost your spot. Yeah, right. Um, Yeah, I think that was great. It was surprising how much overflow standby lines there were for Nintendo
2: titles. Well, because I think they had they had more titles out that people really wanted to see, and of course, like a lot of you know, three of those titles have huge fan bases. Pokemon, Luigi, and, and uh, Zelda. And, you know, no yep. matter what, those are going to get, those are going to make long lines. Yep. Just just by the character itself. So, I mean, the, the games were already uh, super hyped the moment they were announced. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree. I think everything was fair. Um, Line-wise, uh, the games that we got to play, I'm very excited for uh, I I do kind of agree that Nintendo uh, kind of took it this year I feel too a
1: thing that made it a lot quicker was the demos weren't as long as they've been before
0: no the, but not, the, I,
1: the demos were just as long they,
0: they, think? they still, I feel like they were smart to stick to the average for throughout the entire show was about 15 to 20 minutes. For, for, for a hands-on demo.
1: I, I felt like it was just a little... It felt a little shorter.
0: No, but like, especially since uh, Mr. Linemain couldn't defeat the boss the first time on hey. Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I beat it, though. But it was still, it. It was still a 15-minute playthrough mm-hmm. to, get, to get to that point. Absolutely. So, with that being said, for me, I went into it wanting to play Luigi's Mansion. Uh, because I wanted to know... Gyroscopic versus non-gyroscopic. If it was gyroscopic, it was gonna be like, "I'm keeping my money, not going your way." So, um, I think Nintendo overall
1: had this was this was a big one for them. It was a strong year for them. A strong year, definitely a
2: very strong year
1: for them. Um, I mean, of course, because how many games are switching over now to the Switch? You know, you had The Witcher that's coming out there to the Switch. You know, you have a few of the like classics going over to the Switch you know, just a I, lot I, of things were coming
0: out I feel out either way either way that this has been the best year for Nintendo in the response to listening to the community yeah like they listened they they knew or they came up with very creative ways to appease majority of uh, backlash for anything that they had in the past and corrected it in such ways that it made many, many people happy.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree. Yep. All right, so let's let's look at everything as a whole, and we'll go around round table it. Um, even though this is a square table, Jerry, we have a round table. <laughs> um, so, we round get around the edges real quick. Yeah, we could take a we could take a saw to it. Um, so let's look at <laughs> who. Top three games we got to see at E3.
1: Starting with... Uh, <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah, okay. the, the oh, guy that saw so, the least in the show. <laughs> seeing the least. But you still got to see some stuff. I, yeah, I got, a, I got a lot of stuff. I saw a we lot He
0: technically got a day of E3 yeah. and two days of Final Fantasy XIV. But they, I mean... He was so, in the corner crying himself to oh soothing God. himself because it, he kept it was losing. Rough. It. it
1: was rough. <laughs> it was a long day. Um, obviously, I was just going to E3 to check out Shadowbringers coming out next month. You know, it was great. It's what... A, a lot of the fa- like Yoshi P has always been looking at what the fans want, what the fans are thinking of always on point. Um, That was my ultimate goal. Uh, I am excited for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, What I didn't know is that Catherine is having a like a quote unquote 1.5 version that uh, the uh, person that was working the booth, Mm -hmm. it's pretty much the original Catherine, they added another story story arc to it. So Mm -hmm. obviously multiple endings. There, it is a lot more challenging because they have a remix mode that okay. has that has kind of literally tetris blocks that all pull out as one block which mm. is super crazy. Um, that was one one of the things that I liked. And then yes. also, you know, I I am going to probably pick up po- Pokemon. You know, it feels like a classic Pokemon like mm-hmm. going back to red and blue. Yeah, just Oh yeah. Obviously more updated with the new Pokedex, etc. But I just felt like I was playing Pokemon Red and Blue with a little bit more puzzles. Well, that's,
0: I mean, to, to Let's Go's defense, I mean, everything but the capture
1: system still felt like a classic Pokemon game. I mean, how can you reinvent Pokemon? Sure. Not really, but this one, I just. The Dynamax, I'm kind of like, eh. I mean, but
0: I'm trying it's, to but I'm trying to say that for sword, sword and shield, we don't even know if the capture system is classic or if it is still Let's Go. True. Yeah, we, yeah, true. Yeah, so we don't know true. any of that stuff.
1: That's, that's true. true. That's, that is true. All right, Theo, top three. Uh,
0: definitely surprised by this for me. Top one for me is FF Seven, even though I'm not. But, to, like, it's not that I'm against Final Fantasy, but I just never got into Final Fantasy. But just everything about it was just so immaculate to me. And it was just drawing me in very quickly. Um, is And then Borderlands 3, of course, mm-hmm. being a big fan of that. Uh, and then third? Um, it again another game that I never really gave a chance or got into was Luigi's Mansion I had a lot of fun playing Luigi's Mansion and, uh, and it definitely got to that point where it's like it taunts you to a point where you mm-hmm. want to say screw you to its face and uh, egged me on to go into a second try
1: just so I could beat the boss and show him up so those would be, be my three so you beat the boss in the second time too? I only beat the boss in the second time. Oh, yes. sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> so. At least I got to hit. Uh, At least I got to hurt the boss so myself. No, did did time. you finish it in the first
0: time? I missed it by one hit. Did you finish it in the first I time? I missed it by one Did you finish hit. it in the first time?
1: Uh, how many times did you try to strobe ball the frickin'. But did you f- beat the boss in the first time? No. <laughs> exactly. Me too. So. High five. same five. Same thing. All right.
2: Jerry, top three. That is kind of tough. I mean, for well for one, definitely Final Fantasy 7. I'm going to say don't lie. Go I, I'm, I mean, I'm betting FF7. FF7 <laughs> I, I, Cyberpunk. I probably have to say Cyberpunk. <laughs> uh, actually not breakpoint. Actually uh, the three the three games that I'm actually have very close but not breakpoint. Uh, I'm going to say Avengers. Oh, really? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's taken number three instead of... Uh, you mean... It's,
1: so you were on the fence... You're not
0: that loyal of a fan, then. You were on the fence, like, ever since they I'm, announced it. And then that presentation made, made it to go to your top
2: three? Yeah. It, it's, you know, it's an, a new original story. It's something... It's just something brand new that I... Like, it's something that I kind of want to take a chance on. Because I already know what I'm getting into with Breakpoint. And I'm already going to get it the one thing that I I even told you guys was that the one thing I really wanted to accomplish today was to see what entailed with that game with the Avengers game and after seeing the demo uh, you know I was more than intrigued where uh, I not only do I want to see more but uh, yeah I'm I'm really excited for it and I think uh, yeah that takes my third spot shocker
1: yeah
0: so my number one will not be anything short of a surprise and it's going to be FF7 Remake um the combat system the look of it everything is just so good I mean I honestly expected there to be bugs you know something within that demo that would we would find something to complain about like we have with past Querynix, you know demos and stuff like that but It plays extremely, extremely well. Um, You know, with that, I love they also doing the FF8 remaster. You know, they finally found those. So, Um, My number two is going to be definitely Luigi's Mansion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I am such a huge fan of it. The second I started playing the game and realizing that it was not gyroscopic, I was humming the old music in my mind (laughs) you know dun 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 dun. you know um, and Professor Egad Gadd being back for it it was great
1: Um,
0: my third one I mean that's a that's a hard one because Avengers I really really liked it but I think for me the third one's gonna it's gonna end up going to cyberpunk I really mean, yeah it just I'm actually surprised for you, you so it's gonna kind of make different top for you I don't I don't know. Know. but what I'm saying is that this is like my top three for overall you know yeah. regardless of if I'm gonna actually pick it up or not right yeah. but when you look at everything else is watchdogs yeah um ghost recon and eh, uh, eh. um borderlands borderlands oh well I mean borderlands is borderlands I mean, I mean, simple. I mean, and I love the new, new characters, characters. Yeah. The new Borderlands wasn't but any different than it, any of the other other than For the adding on some extra abilities and tight up, it, up it, the characters that's kind
2: of where I was go like Ghost Recon I would
0: say longer. you know what you're getting into exactly I you mean Borderlands would be saying. my four if I had to slot it anywhere it'd be four but to me what C- CD Project Red is setting out to try and to accomplish with this behemoth
2: yeah that they're yeah. trying to
0: build I honestly I think it was my number three of show yeah you know uh you know and I gotta say those guys took the power outage in stride yeah you know they didn't let it bother them they joked around about it but overall I like the concept of it I like the thought of it because honestly who hasn't thought about the government wanting to start by checking people and then eventually you're gonna start just turning yourself into cybernetics so mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of cool things that they were showing off um, but ultimately I think my top three would be FF7 Luigi's Mansion, and then uh, moving on to Cyberpunk. So, who who do we think was the overall winner from a publisher standpoint,
2: and who is the overall loser? Jerry, I'll start with you. Who do you think uh, won and who do you think lost? Winner, to be quite honest, I think it was Nintendo. Um, just based on everything that they had, that you know. They had a lot to offer. They had a lot of uh, content, games. Um, Nintendo was the was really the the place to be. Um, loser,
0: I mean. Well, just to be clear, are we talking any of the publishers that was on the floor, or just kind of the big ones that had press conferences? Up for interpretation. Okay. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm just... For my I, answers, because that's going to end yeah. up changing my answers. Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, I kind of want to say Bethesda. Yeah, they had... Uh, one, we already knew about Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. We just saw a little bit more, and like we got a release date. Uh, Wolfenstein was interesting, but it's also something we've seen before. I think uh, I think they just kind of went through the motions uh-huh. just just my opinion um, and then the whole fiasco with Fallout yeah. now they're you know kind of adding more to it uh, I just think they were the weakest uh, m- maybe Microsoft but Microsoft was kind of doing their same old thing but like from a developer's standpoint I would I kind of say I want to say Bethesda so okay. those are mine. Yeah.
0: Um for me I, I even though I'm still sticking to this thing with me that like I, I wasn't originally a fan but I'm more of a fan of Square Enix because of FF7 mm-hmm. and, and Marvel Avengers like, like they seriously stepped up their game I mean they definitely knew to listen to the communities they knew who to work with especially for Marvel working with them for in, in a creative storyline and so forth, so I would definitely give a win to Square Enix. Um, personally, for me, for the, somebody that had a rather large presence in my mind on the floor, but very little impact to anybody from what I've seen, was Sega and Atlas. Because they had a rather large booth but nothing was really new from them. Things were repeated like Persona or Catherine or the, the gimmicky Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics. Like, th- there was nothing more than that really. Mm-hmm. And it, it just seemed like it was way too huge for really no impact of anything creative. I can feel a rebuttal coming on. <laughs> so I can agree with that like I, I
1: understand we're yeah, no, I on that. alright Jason that's a good point uh there's no shock in what my winner is gonna be
2: square
1: <laughs> uh but here's why I mean everyone's been waiting for Final Fantasy 7 everyone's gonna get Final Fantasy 7 you know the cat's out the bag fully so people aren't gonna be salty anymore uh <laughs> nope, uh, I mean, but M- Mr. Salty himself will find something to be salty about. I'm, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll come back to it
0: later. Not necessarily
1: FF7 or Square
0: Enix, but he'll be salty. Be he'll salty be salty about day. something.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: but you know, me personally, obviously uh, Final Fantasy 14. But yeah, seven is just going to be the game in March. You know, and w- it's funny because we're all talking about 2020 games you know, a lot of games that do come out in 2020, some people are actually thinking like, how far is it from Final Fantasy VII date? You know, how much time do I have in between? You know, and it's that's that's saying something. Mm-hmm. If you're like thinking, okay, like I have this much time before another game comes out, I want to pick up. Uh, for the overall loser, um, this saddens me because I like this company. Oh shit. But it's Capcom. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, well, actually, I mean, wait, actually, just you might hear, have hear, hear me out, hear me out. I mean, their presence <laughs> was rather known <non-existent. laughs> Hear me it was. out. I mean, granted, the Monster Hunter world is massive, you know. Dude, that statue, that it's was The awesome. statue was awesome. The Monster Hunter community is like, unbelievably mm-hmm. big. You know, it's primarily a Japanese yeah. market. Mm-hmm. But, to have that Come into the states, and that's your major attraction. I mean, that's that. It was just yeah. Monster Hunter and Street Fighter. Street Fighter, I can understand. You know, that will never go away. Yeah. But you're just you're pulling, pulling a Zelda from a few E3s back at your booth at Capcom, just throwing all the chips in on Monster yeah. Hunter. You know, it's a DLC. It's it's an expansion of DLC, mm-hmm. but. To be quite frank, Capcom, you've been a major player a lot of the years. You always have, like, you have Mega Man, you have Phoenix Wright, you have a lot more platforms that you can push forward. But you're literally just having Monster Hunter, which I, I know a lot of people are going to give me flack because of how big the community is. But for E3, you need to step up a mm-hmm. little bit more. Ooh. And having just those two... Hey.
2: For a good point. I will yeah. agree with
1: that. I mean Those two for Capcom, I mean, we've been there three days mm-hmm. and not a single one of us has said anything about Capcom. We're being so having that part of South
0: Even this morning, like when we were walking around and we were all commenting on how just Short. The lines were because there it was it was non-existent. It was yeah. I mean, it was Monster Hunter,
2: ways. but I mean, you you, you even say Street Fighter, but really the only presence of Street Fighter was, was that they the were doing the on the side, yeah. yeah the, the and they
0: had one, on the one either the, the producer problem. or the director of Street Fighter was there signing autographs. Yeah,
2: yeah. and that was and it. Yeah,
1: it. Yeah, another uh, good yeah. point that that one. I hate to say it because I love Capcom, mm-hmm. but you just you could have not been there and nobody would have noticed. That's that's how sad I feel for yeah. it, you know. Again, the Monster Hunter community. I'm not dissing it. They're huge, but to just only have Monster Hunter, you, I'm, I, I need more. Just something else. Yeah. Another big title or a new IP. Something. Yeah. That was my big concern. Yeah. So for me, this is tough.
0: Between Square, Nintendo, and Warner Brothers, it, it's really tough. But for me, I think the overall winner, as as much as I love Square Enix, I think the winner was Nintendo for me because you have Pokemon, mm-hmm. Luigi's Mansion, Link's Awakening, Animal Crossing. You've got Panzer Dragoon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, they there was just so many things that they announced that are coming within the fiscal year ni- 2019
1: mm-hmm. you two, know the two new Smash Brother characters
0: too. yeah two yeah. Smash Brothers characters I mean everybody yeah. was anticipating one yeah you know? but to drop Banjo-Kazooie right at the end and be like here's here's our mic drop on the way out
2: Psh, see ya yeah, um, new games and uh, and downloadable like uh-huh. indie games and uh-huh. just and a ta- lot more content and, and, and yeah. for classics yeah I
0: mean, and it, and it, you know, I did. I want to really go with Square. Yeah, I mean, especially I mean with Neil Pabin from the marketing side, and and all those guys working really hard to bring us FF seven. Yeah, you you announced FF eight were but that's it. You know, a lot of your stuff was coming out on Nintendo too, but Nintendo just had some really good stuff. Luigi's Mansion was felt ready to go. You know, so to, um, not not to demean or rebut anything about your opinion for it, but I'm just kind of curious. Do you think the deciding factor for you between Square Enix and, and Nintendo is kind of a
2: little bit more on quantity over quality? But I think... no. Uh, I think I, it's... I, I feel that because I agreed with uh, Nintendo as well, I think we're getting quality as well as... Yeah, I'm not saying that we're not getting quality, but
0: I, I mean, think... But is the fact that... Because like like when you're comparing the things like a, as a, a beautifully mastered FF Seven remake yeah. versus something a little more uh, simplistic like Pokemon, uh-huh. like mm-hmm. the quality so, difference is I, there, well, but it's still well, a good. It's quality. a different, but it's a different quality. So
2: yeah, well that's 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 a good point. But I think for 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 the company that should be win that should win. I think it's what they are offering as a whole in the experience and 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 at E three I think Nintendo is offering more. So quantity. And part of it
0: but is this here's the thing is though is during for me I'm not saying you're choosing quantity over like because there isn't quality. I'm saying that you're choosing quantity plus quality. Okay. At the same time. Like yes. You Don't have, get you yeah, have, yeah. But, yeah. Absolutely. but that's the primary deci- deciding factor. You have two publishers putting out quality work, but yeah. one's
2: putting out more. One's, yeah. Because mm-hmm. te- technically, you want to offer as much as you can to the consumer. I just feel that the, given the titles that Nintendo are, are putting so, out, the quality of the of, but uh, but also the number I think yes I, yes I, I agree with yours as well. well and to finish up why I think they won too is, is
0: that um, at during part of it it was announced that the Witcher 3 is coming to the Switch mm-hmm. I mean granted it's going to be scaled down in terms of resolution we know that because the Switch is, the hardware just can't do it right but the fact is that people that may only know the Switch are going to be able to play the Witcher 3 you know so what's that going to say down the road is are they going to get Cyberpunk well, I could easily see Switch you know is um, a, being expanded from a mm-hmm. game choice perspective. Yeah. I think Nintendo saw the fact that Sony is not there
2: and which capitalized
0: on it very well and, I think, yeah, and they, I think they capitalized they on they it because capitalize. here's the thing is they were the last one to go they did it Tuesday morning and on their way out, not only did they do Banjo Kazooie, but then they drops. might drop, you know, Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, um, yeah. and said, "Here you go. This is yeah, this is out. in development. We're out." Now, on the flip side, my loser is Microsoft. Here's my reason on this: is that one, you didn't give us really anything truly substantive about Project xCloud okay this was their opportunity Stadia's had so many things that have come out in the headlines and their news presentations that said hey this is what we're doing here's our pricing here's the games that are coming all of it right mm-hmm. said all they did was "Yeah, you're going to be able to stream off your Xbox okay in October that's it and maybe know your PC <laughs> right and well, they continue to say hundred plus games, but not mm-hmm. necessarily the same games as the Xbox. Yep. Secondly is Project Starlight. You had all these people up there during the presentation on the video going, Oh, it's this and that, you know, and, and touting it. But when you when you look at it, it's every bit of what Mark Cerny did you know yeah. put out there weeks ago. Yeah, it's Apple's frames. Um, yeah, they had They also said, oh, yeah, we're going to have 14 first-party studio games there, okay? The AAA titles were Gears of War. A brief talk about Halo launching Holiday 2020 with, you know, side-by-side with the new Xbox. But they, they truly had a chance to come out and make a statement with Sony not being there. Even Phil himself has said that E3 isn't as good with, you know, unless Sony's there. You had the opportunity to basically do your own mic drop moment, but you decided to bring out some studios that, honestly, Obsidian... It's been a while since I've seen them even make a game, for one. I would totally agree with you. And two, um, Gears um, of War? Really? To be... To, to agree with you on this, I, even looking at past E threes, I feel that Microsoft has lost almost any kind of drive to do something creative. That they're relying on partnerships in order to do that for them. Like whether it, indirect or direct. So like direct partnerships with all the amount of publishers they have. Uh, acquired in the the past year, like Fred, yes, great to give to give those companies ample tries and the the um the opportunities to work with Microsoft is is great, but that's still putting all the work on them, mm-hmm. like it like being a big thing on the Microsoft Theater was like uh, Sea of Thieves or. Borderlands with 2K or like Nothing mm-hmm. that was directly really with yep. Microsoft or anything like that and then at the same time they don't have their relationship with Sony there with them to really be competitive and mm-hmm. it's just always Microsoft trying to catch up to other people's ideas being creative. Yeah, and that's I mean for me that's widely lost I think for me. It's just Ninja Theory hasn't made any really true great games for a while. Yeah. You know, you've got everything else to through, So, I think that Microsoft could have positioned themselves better, you know. Honestly, you could have thrown me a bone and said it's coming to the Switch. And I would have been like, cool! You know? But, um, yeah, it's... It'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens between now and, and especially the holidays this year because there's still rumors on a Switch Lite still rumors on Metroid Prime Trilogy which we haven't seen anything on so
1: do you uh, think let me ask you this then huh? do you think Microsoft's holding back for next year
2: there's nothing to hold back on just, I don't but, think
1: but like back. you know just like Nintendo had their mic drop and it was just boom you know but Microsoft's gonna—you don't think they're gonna be like, you know what? We gotta step our game up and mic drop next year. I don't think so because they have—they had the past like
2: four years yeah. for that opportunity. I mean, they look at the start. release of when when they released the Xbox One. That was a prime moment for them to do that, and then they showed the pretty much what they showed now. They showed a new Gears. They showed a new Halo maybe another game but but something that they brought up before and then something that's you know on the horizon. And but that year this the same year PlayStation reveals their console and they reveal Hold on. all Hold on. these exclusives. Or, experiences. or, 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 or on. you can go
0: a couple years later and go with yeah. the this X- is how they did Xbox it. One S. This is how you this is how you
2: Oh. oh yeah! Oh.
0: <laughs> Everyone knows how they how they lacked on you know. The music. Yeah. But
2: I'm I'm just saying based on yeah what they were presenting and what like their moment But that still plays to like they're
0: always trying to play catch up.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. I agree. I totally agree. That's why I'm saying you're you're right hmm. about Microsoft. I don't think they because of I don't know what's going on internally or
0: anything or because. But purely because they are focused on numbers and, are, and by absolving all of these publishers, in my opinion, is that they're trying to get that quantity. But, they're, but since those companies are still small and making a name for themselves, they're not
2: anywhere close to having something yeah. that's going to yeah. dro- drop people's jaws. And I totally agree that with you, Theo, that they have gotten complacent and they are... Kind of relying on the companies to give them mm-hmm. new ideas or some or new original games, but once again, they're not doing that. Just playing so Halo money. Yeah, they're just they're just relying on their old faithfuls, and that's it. Like they need and to really restructure I, and like rethink their their drive. As much as I love Halo,
0: I mean, for all of us, Halo was. A gateway drug, so to speak, to yeah. land parties and everything like that. Not mine, but okay. But I mean, <laughs> same here. You know what yeah. I mean? I, yeah, got, I got called out on it on the comments, so you're good. No worries. I, for me though, I, Master Chief's tired. He, gets, he needs to retire. He needs to. I mean, <laughs> he really does. They keep finding ways to bring him back. So he
1: technically um, died how many times? <laughs> I don't remember. You know what are they even fighting now? Like what? We do? don't know. I don't know no, if it's still coming in our work. Or, work.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, that being said, let's let's do some shout outs to wow. some of those guys that, that kicked it with us. Uh, in the lines. And in the lines and all
1: day. that. So, um, a, you know, I'm going to start off a couple. Uh, forgot to do our shout outs yesterday, so I wanted to shout out to. Uh, mr truck daddy gus and his son yeah you know, good truck daddy <laughs> hey uh congratulations to him as well he's getting into uh, a fine game gaming school yep um, his son
0: got into full sail out in florida which is amazing congratulations, congratulations to him you. best of luck with what you learned for your game design uh and really hope to see mm-hmm. a, a promising future with you keep yeah. us in mind mm-hmm. when, when you come up with some new stuff we'll have you on the podcast definitely work on that and, and, and good luck to yeah. uh, Truck Daddy Gus with those uh, knife throwing competitions mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I certainly want to you know shout out to again Josh and his fiance mm-hmm. hanging yeah. out with us you know Don't uh, on on to you know
1: Hopefully they had
0: a, a good time in California. Yeah. Hopefully they. Yeah, they went saw they went to the beach today. So good, good luck to um, them in their their bright yeah. future. Uh, I want to give a big, big shout out to one Mister Austin Stark, uh, who is doing the Switch Fix. Which honestly, that thing is an amazing accessory for the Switch. Which uh, when I get home from uh, this trip. My my review unit is waiting for me at home, so we're gonna we are going to do an unboxing for it. We are going to take some pictures of it so you guys can see about it. Write up the article for it. We're gonna link in all the information for it because it's it's a very very nice piece of hardware as an accessory for it. So um, I also want to thank you know those those big names that took the time to stop and, and talk to us. You know Neil Pavement. Kirk Scott you know Kirk Scott with Nintendo Um, you know Neil Pavin is you know senior product marketing manager for Square Enix Um, we also saw him on the stage for FF7 Julian Gary um, taking his time just for us to meet face to face while we're working on getting him scheduled for the podcast that was Mm -hmm. a great conversation you got um, Andrea Renee who just you know had emergency surgery about a week ago so she's up she was up walking around Greg Miller Tim Geddes Um, John Bentley, who plays the voice of Barrett, you know, he was there with his son and he still took time out, you know, take a picture with us, talk about some things. Um, You got the voice of Mario as well. Kind of took a picture really quick, even though he was, he was really busy. So um, you had uh, Austin Creed, better known as Xavier Woods. You know, he's, he's always insanely busy. Mm-hmm. you know Jason Muse, so this was a, a you know there was a lot out there there was a yeah. lot you know with people hanging out in lines and you know there was of course the, the ones that you could tell that have never been to one of these before mm-hmm. and how they act which yeah. is mm-hmm. I mean it's going to be par for the course the more public you know gets to go Yeah, it really is um, so I mean, there which, was, but there was also certain people on the lines that like would admit that they were gaming wasn't their forte uh, okay. for, for my shout out to uh, uh, a wonderful Miss uh, Maggie Clark uh, who I got to talk with in line for Pokemon uh, she, she definitely admitted that games was not her thing but uh, we had a great conversation about cars uh, if you're into cars go ahead and check out her YouTube channel it's Motor City Maggie uh, she does reviews of
1: cars on the regulars so and she does a great job now, yeah. I want to put another shout out to those people in line at, uh, at Shadowbringers. Uh, Able Dude, you guys had it rough too. Yeah, we had a rough one. Uh, Able, yes, you got, I bought them for
0: dealing with Jason as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Able got his shirt. Um, another guy, uh, Devin that I met at the uh, Sega Atlas we were talking kill um, a kill. Good luck kill. Yeah, good luck with oh, his yes. uh, good luck with his uh, Discord club. You know, hopefully you got yeah. some good video feed. Um, heck there was uh
0: Tatiana that was working Avengers yes Tatiana yep she's gonna you know she's gonna be uh, up in there with Square Enix as well so yeah we had a lot of fun met a lot of people Um, Tatiana's a great uh, Overwatch streamer yep Um, I'm blanking on her tag yeah, uh, she said it really quick, but that was because we, that line was we were, weird. We were, we were they being were, pushed away yeah. at the moment. So. Uh, sorry, Tatiana, but uh, give, give, yep. give her a look. If you're a fan of Overwatch, uh, you, you're mm-hmm. probably already streaming her. Um, but if you're not,
1: if, if you're getting into it, look her up. And also another shout-out to Amir with uh, Rare Thief. Um, yes, Amir. Good, uh, good luck with, uh, all, obviously, with the Sea of Thieves pushing you guys forward with Rare. To mm-hmm. um, so keep doing that thing. Keep doing that uh, thing. Absolutely. So, yeah, this, we've got a lot of prep for, for
0: E3 for next year. And we're going to start doing that. Um, you know, as always, we like to thank you guys for listening, but I, I truly want to say thank you to everyone that's made us what we are up until this point mm-hmm. and are going to help us push this further on our journey because, you know, through this. Dropping our name, you know, letting these people know what our podcast name is. Some of these guys actually remember it by name, which is great. Um, So from the bottom of my heart, um, ending E3 week, you know, and we're coming up on six months now, guys. I absolutely want to thank our listeners from the bottom of my heart. Um, You know, uh, please, you know, if you haven't subscribed to us, go ahead and subscribe to us on the platform of your choice. Uh, You know, Google Play iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify and now iHeartRadio as well Mm -hmm. Um, that was the big news um, that we went on Facebook for and put that on there so um, this week we're going to be working on getting the videos uploaded um, to the website Uh, we're going to work on getting all the photographs um, from not only the floor but with those people that we met um, in the industry get all that up on the website as well get that up on our Facebook channel um, okay, so um, with that, uh, I want to say everybody. Uh, once again, thank you for listening tonight. I Want everybody to be excellent to each other and stay frosty.
2: Oh, we got Light the oh 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 oh
0: um, All right. Um, we really do need to come up with. Uh, I'm, I'm too tired. I'm too tired to roll. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say you're in. You know, too bad you don't have like two d three to roll for your check because oh. I think you just sprung a trap and oh. and, and and some bad things are gonna happen. Some uh, bad
2: juju on me, oh, um, That's a bad omen. And I also want to say was it was
1: already. I went two and ten today. <laughs> And I
2: also want to say later, nerds. All right. Have a good night, everybody.